Welcome back to another edition of SJHL Insider. Obviously, this one is going to be a little different because you cannot see our faces. And that is because uh, our studio is has been taken over for this week here at IKS Media. So the audio version only for SJHL Insider, which is great because our podcast sponsor is SGI. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your Apple podcasts, uh, whether that be Apple, Spotify, uh, you name it. Uh, SGI is our podcast sponsor, but we have lots of other great sponsors for SJHL Insider, that being Chevrolet, Capital Auto Mall, Cantera Seeds, RBC, Sastel, SGU, Direct West, Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association, Tourism Saskatchewan, and Young's Equipment. Thank you so much for your support, because without your support, we wouldn't be able to put on these shows each and every week, as well as SJHL Weekly. Now, due to our limitations this week, unfortunately, we won't be able to have any guests on the show today, but uh, because it is December 1st, as we are recording this, lots to get into today, because today is also uh, roster cutdown day in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. As well, with it being the first day of a new month, we will announce the players of the month this week. But uh, as we bring in our co-host, Clark Monroe. Clark, uh, how's the week been so far? It's great. You know, a couple of games each night so far to keep an eye on. Uh, Like you said, the end of the month. So we've been having the discussions about players of the month and all those things as well. So it's been a a really interesting week and a lot of busy stuff going on. Like you said, the studio is busy here and everybody's buzzing. So... Uh, it's been a it's been a really interesting week. It has been a really interesting week, and the week, of course, started out on Tuesday in the SJHL with a pair of games. Which um, it's going to be weird because we're about to do the hat trick, but we don't <laughs> have the graphic. So uh, how about you you say a hat trick, you you throw it like you always do, sure, and I'll try and make some sound effects for you. Okay, how about you take care of the horn? That's what, I'm no, gonna, I'll just do the horn. Yeah, I'm going to do go. the whooshing just, afterwards as just, well. Yeah. All right. It's time for the hat trick. Nailed it. I think that was. We might want to just replace the audio. On Seven that out file. of ten. Yeah, that was pretty good though for <laughs> not not being rehearsed. We didn't talk about it, so that was good. You know, high quality is all we deal with here. Um, but let's go back to Tuesday night, Jerry. Like you said, there was two games, um, some really interesting matchups, and some really interesting results. So let's go into uh, Yorkton versus Weyburn. What do you got from that one? Well, yeah, Weyburn. Uh, in recap, presented by Sask Lotteries. Uh, Weyburn earned a four-one win over the Yorkton Terriers. It was Weyburn's first game. Uh, in 10 days because of the sickness that the hockey club had suffered. And, of course, their game's being postponed last week. And then the LaRange Ice Wolves kicked off four games in five nights at the Duncan McNeil Arena in Wilcox, earning a 4-3 overtime win over the Notre Dame Hounds. And then last night, Wednesday, the Estevan Bruins got their first action in quite some time as well. But they shut out the LaRange Ice Wolves 4 nothing. And then at the cage in Nippon, a rematch between the Nippon Hawks and the Melville Millionaires following their game on Sunday. And the Nippon Hawks earning a 5-3 win over the Millionaires, improving their record to 11-12-1-1. And as a result, uh, have kind of given themselves a little bit of cushion when it comes to the final playoff spot in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. So much so 
that they're not even in the final <laughs> playoff spot in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League anymore because they have leapfrogged the Notre Dame Hounds. But Clark, I guess when you look at those four games, uh, what stood out for you? Yeah, so um, LaRange, obviously, they're in the middle of a tough stretch, obviously coming down to the southern part of Saskatchewan, four games and five nights. Uh, they're staying in Regina. We actually uh, chatted with... Uh, with head coach and GM Kevin Kaminsky earlier on another show we work for. Uh, and, you know, he was telling us that the boys are ready for the trip and everything and uh, getting that big win in overtime. Ethan Strick got the winning goal in overtime for them on uh, Tuesday. Uh, and it was just a bit of a tough one last night. And, you know, the, the words the words out of Coach Kaminsky's mouth were, I didn't think it was that bad of a road game for us. Um but they ended up getting outscored quite a bit, uh, for nothing, obviously, uh, shut out by Cam Hurdlicka, and we'll talk about that in a little bit as well. But, um, you know, overall, LaRange coming off that what was a seven game win streak, seven from, game correct? winning streak, and uh, it ended in Estevan there, and uh, just a really impressive stretch mm-hmm. by them. Estevan's not uh, a team that you can just uh, take lightly, and mm-hmm. I don't think that they would have or did. Uh, but a couple goals by Cade Runke in that game, mm-hmm. um, he continues to roll in Estevan, and. That that's that really stood out to me these last couple of games, just how Larange kind of handled those two different games. Yeah, and obviously uh, when you start four games in five nights and you start at Wilcox at the Duncan McNeil Arena, uh, going from the smaller ice ice surface up in Larange and then going to the big ice surface mm. in Notre Dame always a challenge, but yeah. uh, earning the four three overtime win of course is always good. Of course, last time uh, the Larange Ice Wolves went on a southern swing earlier on this season, uh, that was when they. Uh, handed Humboldt their first lot regulation loss of the season after Humboldt got off to that 8-0 start and they ended up going 3-1 and one. and of course now they've started the trip 1-1 one and one, and they will continue it Friday in Weyburn then that rematch on Saturday against Estevan which should be uh, really good but then also I guess with that uh, the last two days uh, I mentioned it earlier the Weyburn Red Wings returning to action after 10 days off against uh, the Yorkton Terriers and we talked about it last week when it comes to these teams especially in the bottom half of the standings uh whenever they're meeting each other it's going to feel like what we would call a divisional game where it's a four-point game because obviously these teams are fighting for uh playoff positioning and points because it's so tight at the bottom of the standings um so the fact that you know Wayburn can return to action after 10 days off and play as well as they did and earn a 4-1 win over the Yorkton Terriers, a team that's just ahead of them in the standings. Uh, that's a big boost for Wayburn. It is. And, you know, another shout-out to uh, to Jackson Hasman, who had two goals in that game. The pride uh, of Prince George. The pride of Prince George. There you go. I interviewed him when he first committed to the Wayburn Red Wings when I worked in Prince George. Oh, no George. way. That's yeah. unreal. There's a fun fact. Um, and newcomer. Now, this is the one. This is I think this is going to be in a, a future episode of uh, We Test Out the Text-to-Speech Girl on TikTok with mm. the names. Yeah, Matt- check that out if you haven't seen it yet. <laughs> yeah. Very the, funny. The video's going well. Very uh, funny. We got part two coming out in the next couple of days, probably. Uh, Matt Schuforster. I think mm. that's how it's pronounced. I'm going to go with it because it looks grammatically right if you look at it um grammatically is the wrong word you know what i mean phonetically yeah, phonetically there yeah. you go <laughs> both hard words uh, <laughs> uh but matthew forster 38 out of 39 30 saves 38 saves out of 39 shots i should say uh for wayburn in that one um and you know another solid effort from from the wayburn red wings and we'll have to see like they they made a big move and we'll get to that i'll wait yeah. i'll leave that yeah, one hold that off yeah that's i will one. hold that one um, Our topic three of the hat trick is going to be very lengthy. Yeah, we got some pre warning stuff. Yeah, going on. Uh, but you know, for Weyburn to get that win, like you said, mm-hmm. specifically against Yorkton, they're only one point back of them now after that win in that playoff race. And 
Uh, every point matters. Every point against these teams mm-hmm. matters. Like you said, in the bottom six there, it's so tight. And I, I love these matchups going mm-hmm. on right now. Um, and, you know, even like you said earlier, too, you referred to Nippowin's game against Melville. Mm-hmm. That was a big one for them as well. Big game from well, Xander two, Stewart. Yeah, last two games for Nippowin. The fact that they were able to get four points against Melville and not a split. Mm-hmm. And of course, those two teams will meet again on Sunday as Ooh. well. But. Um, what a week yeah you get four points against a team that's right behind you in the standings and now again like like i mentioned because those because of those two wins they've now leapfrogged the notre dame hounds and all of a sudden the nipwin hawks are in seventh place and uh the entire shorewood division uh in a playoff spot still as we turn the calendar into uh december 1st i'm glad you brought that up because i watched a little bit of the nipwin hawks and melville millionaires game last night of course nipwin got off to such a hot start it was three nothing. Yeah, shout, Melville, out, shout out to Chase Visser. First yes, game, first, first game, goal. first goal. That Good was uh, yeah, and that'll also be that's one of the transactions that we have to right. report as well. Right. Um, but then Melville, you got to give credit where uh, credit is due. Melville fought back. They got the game back to all even at three, but Nipwin uh, ends up taking the five three win. And now again, like they're eleven twelve one and one on the season. They're six and four in their last ten, and. I think the big thing for me, when you look at uh, the Nippon Hawks, I know earlier on in the season we talked about their uh, their goals against and their goal differential. Mm-hmm. It's not as bad as it was it once was. It's only minus thirteen now. They're starting to turn it around a little bit in that regard. And I think we talked about it with Tad Cozen a couple of weeks ago on SJHL Weekly. The thing is with these young teams in the in any junior A league or at this level. Young teams will always get better as the year goes on. Mm-hmm. And the Nippon Hawks have definitely shown that so far this season. And now, as a result, this young team is, uh, as of right now, in a playoff spot. Four points ahead yeah. of uh, the Yorkton Terriers for a playoff spot. And they're one point ahead of Notre Dame for eighth. So uh, Nippon currently sits in seventh. And <laughs> it continues to blow me away that uh, all four teams <laughs> in the Sherwood are in the playoff spot. But real, realistically, we shouldn't be surprised. Right, yeah. And, you know, uh, maybe a little bit of an underrated move that happened, I'm, I'm going to say about a month ago now, maybe a little over a month, uh, was Nippon acquiring Jackson Fellner. Now, if you look at Jackson Fellner's just straight numbers from just the month of November here, I, I was looking at this as we were talking about players of the month, and we'll get to that in a sec as well, but... Um, you know, his numbers might not be eye-popping necessarily, but he played the third most minutes in the month of November, mm-hmm. and I think he got the win there last night, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and it's, I think it's a guy who's kind of come in and maybe, again, like I said, he's not like blowing the blowing the blowing any teams out of the water in terms of his numbers, but maybe he's just stabilized it a little bit, just enough so that Nipawin can kind of get back into a few games. Because I think that was, like you said, the problem was that the goals against was a big issue. Not that they couldn't score goals, because look at earlier in the season, we were talking about how they were scoring a lot of mm-hmm. goals um, and outscoring maybe some of those problems. But if they could maybe just get a little stabilization back mm-hmm. there, and maybe Jackson Fellner has been that guy playing 462 minutes in the month of November. I just think that's pretty impressive. For yeah, him. I think the Hawks were just looking for some consistency in yep. the, between the pipes. And uh, as a result, they went out and acquired Fellner on, you're close, October 24th from the Melford okay. Mustangs. Just over, for, a little over a month. Uh, fourth round pick in the 2023 SJHL draft. But yeah, um, another solid performance for him last night. And the Hawks um, continue to play some good hockey and only one game below 500 now. And their next game against the Melville Millionaires once again. So they there have a go. chance to potentially get uh, back to 500 um for sure all right but yeah that was the uh that was the last two days in the sjhl but uh with today being december 1st uh it's time to announce the november players of the month 
Yeah, let's get to it. Um, it was a really interesting month this week. If this month, this week. What am I trying to say? It's this week's felt like a month. It's felt like a month. Sometimes. Yeah. Uh, very interesting month of November. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very much a lot of debate this month in terms of the players. There's back and forth. There were several candidates for each of these awards, uh, and we landed on four. Uh, and here we go. We'll start off with the. <laughs> With the SGEU MVP of the month. Well, we always have to land on four. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it started higher though. It was a much higher number. We whittled it down. But I think that I, before we announce these, what I'll say with this month, I think when it comes to deciding the players of the month, what made it a bit more difficult, I think this month, at least this is just my perspective, um, as being one of the people that kind of comes together in deciding players of the month. I think some of the cancellations mm, and, and teams. Not playing as many games this month definitely played a factor into, you know, how people how players got points and stuff like that. Because I I was looking at the the month stats and whatnot, and you saw some players who had only played six games, yeah. and then there were some players who had played nine, and and it, some of the goalies only played four or five. Exactly. And, so then you're yeah. trying to you know weigh out points average, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And of course, it's more than just points, but uh, I think that's what made it a bit more difficult this month. That's definitely. just my opinion. It was. But it made it tricky. It made it tricky. There was a you had to look at a different perspective. Oh, for sure. There was a ton of pros. There was, Mm -hmm. you you know, finding little small facts about certain players and maybe weighting those differently, like you said. But um, if we want to get into it, the SGEU MVP, it's a lot of letters, of the month uh, from the Flin Flon Bombers, Jeremy Tromblade. And Jeremy, do you want to get into that one? Well, first off, he's got the best first name in Saskatchewan Junior Hockey A little different than yours. But uh, uh, yeah, actually, barely, but a little uh, bit uh, enough. Not enough, no. Uh, <laughs> but he he was outstanding this month. He had five goals and ten assists in nine games for the Flin Flon Bombers. And I mean, um, as I said, it I the article will be up at sjhl.ca. But as I said in the article, I mean, Flin Flon's been and will be one of the top teams in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League this season. That's no surprise. Uh, and Tremblay, I mean, in November was outstanding you get five goals and 10 assists um in nine games like that's outstanding he had two four point nights um one of them being just the other week against the melford mustangs that overtime win at home so i mean the bombers are rolling they're playing some really good hockey and tremblay's been a big reason why and you know we talked to luckily we talked to head coach and, and general manager mike reagan this week on shhl weekly and you know he was raving about jeremy tremblay's play mm. and uh, I think it was uh, Jamie Neugebauer in our in our discussion conversation was you know said that he's flat out been the best player this month. Uh, so yeah, that that was kind of the that was the deciding factor was just how consistent he was, how many big performances he had for their team. Yeah. Uh, and I think you know sometimes there was some discussions about some guys who maybe had a few more goals, but from our from what we've heard, you know Jeremy Tremblay made a lot of players around him better this month as well and you know well deserving of this uh this award yeah yeah he was very well deserving of this award Uh, you know what usually like in the articles we don't have honorable mentions or anything like that i would give um this month i think we should give some honorable mentions for sure um i think zach summers of the melford mustangs was was outstanding this month yeah he was he was really good and he's the reigning sgeu uh, MVP of the week. So, Correct. I mean, I guess both players get an award. Yeah. So it all works out at <laughs> yeah. the end. Um, yeah. All right. Let's move on to Sastel Goalie Sastel of the Month. Sastel Goalie of the Month. Uh, and this one, there was a little debate until I was gonna, last night. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, this one, I think uh, there was discussion about a, a few different goaltenders. Yeah. 
But after last night's performance, I think uh, it kind of came together that, you know, Sastel goalie of the month has to be Cam Herdlick of the Estevan Bruins. I mean, you have a six and one record. I think he was in eight games, though. I think he came into relief for one game. Correct. Yep. Um, Three shutouts, a 2.05 goals against average. And a 927 save percentage. I mean, that is rock solid. And, you know, if you get numbers like that from your goaltender, you're going to win a lot of hockey games. Oh, for sure. uh, In any league. It doesn't matter. And I know we've talked about it numerous times this season about who... Who's who's the most valuable, keyword valuable, player to their team? Mm -hmm. And I I think, no doubt in my mind, I think Cam Herdlicker is... He's top three in the league. Well... Easily, when it comes to most valuable to their team because i don't know where the estevan bruins would be without cam hurtlick yeah season. if we can just look at some of his bigger numbers here mm-hmm. full season picture here mm-hmm. 26 games played next closest to him goalie wise 21 1433 minutes next closest to him same guy 1271 Harmon laser human yeah. second uh you know he's put up a 916 save percentage this season all together yeah. 272 very solid and for estevan who has played the most games to yeah. rely on him as much as they have so far. Like you said, mm-hmm. value is a very good word. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cam Herdlicka, what has he won? Has he won two goalies of the week? One goalie of the week this year? Uh, one or two either way. He's been in the discussion a lot. And, uh, you know, it's this month, uh, especially that third shutout against, like we talked about earlier, a really hot LaRange team, mm-hmm. regardless of the road trip. 100%. Um, that's a big performance, kind of a stamp performance. And that, yep. that really sealed it as soon as that happened. You know that was kind of it for the for the month. That was it. Yeah, uh, he but got there was a like there was several other guys. There were several other guys we had talked about for uh, goalie of the month: Dawson Smith, mm-hmm. um, James James, James Van yeah. from the Melfort Mustangs, who had right a great there. month as well. Right there. Uh, yeah, there was a bunch of great goaltending performances this month. So congratulations to Cam Herdlicka of the Estevan Bruins Sastel goalie of the month for November. All right, we'll move on to defenseman good with that sure uh now this is again we talked about this on monday with the players of the week it's mm-hmm. newly sponsored mm-hmm. super you defenseman super of, the, you. of the month uh now this one again kind of came down to the last it night did. uh because there was a few names involved in the discussions and uh this guy put up what was it, a four point night uh three point night one goal and two assists yes. uh for xander stewart of the Nippon Hawks, Jeremy, what do you what, what do you guys say about Xander this month? Well, this season he's been great. Absolutely, he's a uh, he's tied for I think third in the SJHL now in points with twenty one for defenseman for defenseman. Yeah. Sorry, yep, not so just uh, had to add that. Yeah, and he's third uh, on his team as well. Yeah, third Overall. on his team. I mean, you're talking about a guy who plays in every situation for the Nippon Hawks. Probably plays you know mid twenty minutes a night, 25, 27 mm-hmm. minutes a night easily. Um, and yeah, like you touched on, like, I mean, he's been a power play quarterback for them. He plays a penalty kill. He's been outstanding for them this season. And, um, you know, for the 19 year old to, yeah, I mean, he racked up what he had three goals and six assists in eight games this season or in this This, month. Um, but yeah, he had a goal and two assists last night in a big five, three win. And I think for not just Sander, but this entire Nippon Hawks team, they're just going to get better as the year goes on because they are a young team. You're a young team with a young coaching, young coaching staff. Um, you're going to get better as the season goes on. And you're seeing that from players like, you know, Xander Stewart, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just a prime example of it. But um, again, because of the 
different schedules and everything like that. I think this this month was a little tricky when it comes to defenseman of the month. It changed there a was, few things. Yeah. It did. It, there was definitely uh, there was definitely a few players that I we definitely uh, discussed, but. I think Xander Stewart, at the end of the day, I think that was easily, for me at least, uh, the right choice for the Mm -hmm. Super U Defenseman of the Month. And, you know, really interesting little fact, three goals, six assists, you mentioned Mm -hmm. it. His first three goals of the year. Yes. Uh, he's He's got a ton of assists. He's putting up mm-hmm. a ton of assists out there. Uh, yeah, he had the reverse of the Cy Young early yeah, on in the season. Right. He had about, what it was it? It was like zero goals and I think like 12 been, assists. Yeah, 12 or 13 or something like that. And he has yeah. 12, 12 power play assists out mm-hmm. there. He's the quarterback on that power play, and he's been a big part. 6'3", 200 pounds. Like, how can you go wrong? Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of positives to that kid's game. So mm-hmm. shout out to uh, Xander, and uh, he had a great month. Yeah. Uh, let's. You ready to move along to the rookie? One more point, one just more point? to add for Xander. I yep. mentioned he's tied for third in SJHL defenseman scoring. Mm-hmm. He's only one point behind first. There you go. There's a couple of players that are like that. Top five is very tight when it comes to SJHL defenseman scoring. There you go. And I mean, with the way the Nippon Hawks put up um, put up goals, I wouldn't be surprised if he's near the top at the end of the season. Might catch fire now that he's put up some goals as well in the month of November. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, he's right there. Yeah, absolutely. Like I'm just looking at, like you mentioned, uh, the defenseman scoring, and he is right there. Let's move on to the rookie of the month brought to you by our friends at Direct West. And this one, we're going back south, down to the southeast. Uh, Logan Ziegler for the SFM Bruins. Now, um, there was a bit of debate, but... He was right there at the top, I think, for for everyone involved in the voting on this month's uh, play, uh, rookie of the month. I mean, he had he was above a point per game this month in the month of November. In nine games played, he had four goals and six assists. And I think the the interesting thing is, you know, we talk about the Estevan Bruins, how they, you know, there's there's definitely Jason Tatarnik. You know what? He's he's making the moves to make his team better, and they continue to have new players coming in and whatnot and they have there's another team that's de- they've definitely gotten better as the season's gone on 100 mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Uh, i mean they started off one and six and uh you know they've definitely turned it around um but that big winning streak there in the middle yeah that big re- winning streak in the middle um but you know the acquisition of getting logan ziegler has you know paid dividends for them he has been outstanding for them as a rookie. He's gotten opportunities to play in the top six. He's getting power play time, and he's making it count. He has six yep. goals and 16 assists this year, good for uh, 22 points, and he's first in rookie scoring. He's quietly first in rookie scoring, right. I would say, because I think when it comes to rookies uh, this year, I would say the likes of Riley Ash, Dylan Ruptash, Carson Cater, those three, for example, I think are probably I would say the probably the most talked about rookies. Well, but they've I th- been winning the rookie of the week and correct. You know, but I think Logan Ziegler is. Uh, I mean, he's he's quietly been the leading scorer among rookies this year, mm-hmm. and I think he definitely deserves some recognition for being the direct West Rookie of the Month because he was outstanding in the month of November. Yeah, and I think one of those things with with a rookie specifically, I think you look for a guy who can give you a very strong effort every night, and I think Logan Ziegler's probably been that guy. Uh, If you would ask Jason Tatarnik, I'm sure he would tell you that. Um, 22 points in 29 games overall this season. Mm -hmm. Like you said, leading the league in that rookie scoring category. Um, maybe he doesn't have as much as many goals as Dylan Raptash does. Sure. Uh, maybe he doesn't have. Well, I guess he does have as many assists as Riley Ash does. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I but think, that's the thing, right? I think a big reason why Ash and Raptash 
get more go. recognition. Yeah, have just, a show together. Yeah, just put. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they'll have a podcast together after the, their SJHL season. The buddy buddy cop show um, or something. But what I was going to say is I think maybe those two get more a little bit more recognition because they are essentially the like top scorers on their teams. Definitely. Right. That has Whereas even though I will say Logan Ziegler is slowly climbing the ranks in the Estevan Bruins, I do believe he's fourth in scoring for them. But I think that's part of the reason why you might some some people might mm-hmm. say talk a little bit more about Riley Ash. And, and that's why I also say he's quietly leading Definitely. the league amongst rookies and points. Yep. And that's not a bad thing. No. Nope. That's not a bad thing at all. But nope. anyways, it's good to finally recognize Logan Ziegler. And uh, he's definitely well-deserving of Direct West Rookie of the Month. Absolutely. He didn't win a Rookie of the Week, but that doesn't mean that he didn't have a bad month. And I think he was well-deserving of the bigger picture of it all. Like, exactly. We talked about it. So uh, there you go. As a little quick recap, uh, MVP, uh, SGEU MVP of the Month, Jeremy Trombley of the Flin Flon Bombers. Mm -hmm. Great Uh, first name. Great first name. (laughs) Great first name. We just got to establish that. Uh, You know what? He might as well win every month with that first name. You know what I mean? Uh, (laughs) Sastel Goalie of the Month. You said it, not me. There's no Clarks in this league. We got to get on that. I'll talk. There are fans. amongst the broadcasters. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Sastel goalie of the month. Uh, Esteban Bruins goaltender Cameron, like a big, big month. Mm-hmm. Uh, Super U defenseman of the month, Xander Stewart from Nippon. And uh, of course, we just talked about him, the rookie of the month, Logan Ziegler from the Esteban Bruins, direct West rookie of the month. There you go. Uh, shall we move on to mm-hmm. the big t- uh, topic du jour? Uh, well, and the th- okay, topic so of the day. Before we get to this next topic, I think the big thing we got, we got to mention is. Uh, there's going to be stuff that we're probably not going to talk about when it comes to the roster cutdown day that'll come out after this podcast has been recorded. Mm-hmm. So before we, before we, I guess, give the recap of what's happened so far, head to sjhl.ca for the latest when it comes to potential moves in the SJHL. Stay locked into the social media. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. That's where you'll find all the latest uh, news when it comes to some of these moves, because the cutdown deadline is five o'clock Saskatchewan time. We are recording the time central time. I I'm still trying to figure out the time zones myself because I just moved from BC four months ago. So uh, the way I justified in my head, Jeremy, is that half the year we're in mountain time, half the year we're in central time. I know that's not technically what I think people call it, but that's what I go with. I genuinely like, for example, when you set a time, on like your laptop or device, there is a set Saskatchewan time. Mm-hmm. So that's why I always thought that Saskatchewan just had its own kind of yeah <laughs> Saskatchewan. Anyways, so I just call it Saskatchewan time. time. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. anywho, yeah. five o'clock. We're recording this mid after early mid afternoon. So there'll probably be some moves after we record this show. For that sure. there will be. Uh, but yes, uh, we kind of alluded to it. Today is the roster cut down deadline in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. It's not the trade deadline. No. It's not the trade deadline. It's the roster cutdown deadline. Do you want to explain that for that teams? Have I to... think there is some confusion around how that works. Do you do you know like the kind of the basics of how that works? Yes. Well, essentially, you prior to December first, you can carry us a, a good amount of players. Right. You can have you know five or six healthy scratches and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Whereas now you usually December first, you have to cut down to to twenty three. Right. 23. Um, that's usually the number you have to kind of get down to. And then that's when you see a lot of movement. And that's why I always thought the SJHL was very, or I, the CJHL, I should say, because this happens kind of anywhere. But um, it's very, it's it's interesting because it's almost like there is two tra- trade deadlines. Yeah, in a way, yeah. Um, because usually you see a lot of movement ahead of December 1st. 
And then once she gets towards the actual trade deadline, which is January 10th, um, there's also lots of movements. Right. So um, we'll... The last week, there's been a decent amount of stuff, but we'll start. We'll just go with the stuff that we know of from uh, about three days ago. Sure. November 28th. Uh, November 28th and on. Um, I guess I'll just read them off. Is that probably the... I'll just read them off and uh, we'll, we'll run through them. Do you want me to read them and you can have a quick reaction to each one maybe? Go with that, something like that? Or do you want to just go through them? How about we react to the most recent ones? Because I think yeah, some, there are some that are... Yes. Yeah. I, there's one I definitely we definitely want to talk about. Yes. For sure. uh, I'll run through quickly the tra- movement from November 28th to 29th. So on the 28th, which was when uh, Wednesday. I, you know what? Nope, I have no idea that's anymore. That's not the day. It was Monday. <laughs> Monday. The 28th was Monday. Who knows? I don't know. Who they knows? all bleed together. Yeah. Uh, the Nipwin Hawks acquired Chase Visser from the Lloydminster Bobcats. Uh, you kind of mentioned that. The S. Van Bruins traded Logan Walker to the Dolphin Kings. Uh, and the Kindersley Clippers acquired Wyatt Cook from the Flin Flon Bombers yes. uh, for a PDF and a fourth round pick in 2023 SJHL. Uh, draft. Uh, on the 29th, Flintflon Bombers trade uh, Lorenzo Bono and a PDF to the Kempville 73s. Love the name. For <laughs> 73s. Noah Leonard Huell. Yes. Now, I don't know if. Fun fact. I, I'm going to apologize in advance if I mispronounce anybody's names. <laughs> it's fair. Because obviously we haven't seen some games yeah. with some of these players. I'm the under the understanding that uh, Noah Leonard's brother. Mm hmm. Former Flint Flon Bomber. Mm-hmm. So they are keeping correct. it in the family. They are keeping it in the family. That's there you go. what they they know the connection. For yeah. Sure. Um so for yesterday, here are the transactions that Buckle we up. have on SJHL.ca. Uh the Estevan Bruins trade Mac Taylor to the Renfew Wolves. Uh the Melfort Mustangs trade Brett Ward to the OCN Blizzard. Uh, the Weyburn Red Wings trade Mateo Speranza to the Notre Dame Hounds for the rights to Riley Niven. The Nippon Hawks acquire Joven Malay from the Dauphin Kings for a PDF. And the Notre Dame Hounds trade Matthew Fair to the Carlton Place Canadians for a PDF. But I think the big trade that I, I think that was definitely making the rounds on Twitter last night, and it is a big trade, 100%. This is a very uh, substantial trade. The LaRange Ice Wolves trade 20-year-old forward Riley Morgan to the Weyburn Red Wings for their third and fourth round pick in the 2023 SJHL draft. Well, this isn't worded right properly (laughs) on the SJHL website. It's a complicated one. It is a complicated one. We might have to pull it up on Twitter, to be honest with you. Some of the uh, graphics that the teams put up, I think, uh, lay it out. I I know LaRange's was very good if you want to look at their specific. Because the way it's worded on, I think... uh, I want to make sure we get this clear. Yeah. I want to make sure we get this. It's a big one. This is a big trade. Um, regardless, it was a shocking trade. A little bit of a shocking trade. Mm-hmm. I definitely double took it. Like I saw it. You I, did a double well, take. Yeah. What? Yep. <laughs> yeah. I was. Uh, I was. I was doing a bit of a. I was working in a event. Okay. I've got it. I got, and, it. I got uh, it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Caught my eye. <laughs> Here is the proper trade. Um, the Ice Wolves trade twenty-year-old forward Riley Morgan and a sixth-round pick in twenty twenty-four. Yes. Uh, to the Weyburn Red Wings for a PDF, a third and fourth round pick in the 2023 uh, SJHL draft, and the SJHL rights to Carter Brilts and Luke 
Bateman. Yes. So very big trade. Lots of moving parts in that deal. Tons. Um, what was your initial reaction to that trade? Uh, again, like I said, I, I did a double take. I, I checked back because I know how big Riley Morgan has been for LaRange throughout the season. I mean, you know, over a point per game, uh, right? Am I correct in that? 24 mm-hmm. points, I think, in 22 games, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and, you know, 20-year-old forward, Wayburn, where they are in the standings, that's a big addition for them. Um, for, uh, you know, he's a speedy forward, mm-hmm. adds a lot of dynamic offense to that team uh, in Wayburn that could use it. And he's going to be a big part of their team. Um not that you know that he, not that Weyburn was not a speedy team. I'm just saying mm-hmm. that you could, any team could use speed, <laughs> and Riley Morgan's got it. And I think uh, you know there's some other names in that as well in that trade as well. Uh, Carter Brilt's 18 year old forward in the dub, and Luke Bateman, 20 year old defenseman. Uh, right. So there's that as well for for Larange. But um, really nice addition by Weyburn. And remember we talked about this last week, Jer, about those teams in the bottom six. Who's going to go out and maybe think that they're that close that they get a 20-year-old forward or they go out and get a an impact player and Riley Morgan is that guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you can acquire a player like Riley Morgan at a uh, a deadline or anything like that, uh, yeah. that's a big addition. Yeah, that's a big addition, hundred um, percent. Yeah, we talked about. I mean, we talked about that on. We've talked about that on SJHL Weekly, SJHL Insider. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Rory McGorn said it. He wouldn't be surprised if one of those teams that's you know in the bottom six of the standings went out and made a substantial trade to get better, right? To climb up the standings. And I mean, in my like in my opinion, that is a big pickup for the Waver and Red Wings. Um, and they like Riley Morgan's going to be, he's going to play in every situation for them. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to be a top six forward. He's going to get lots of power play time. Uh, probably play on the penalty kill. Um, I, I really like it. I really like it. I've um, been yes. a big fan of big fan of his game this season, um, and how well he's played. And yeah, he's gonna. I just look at um, when you look at the Weyburn Red Wings and uh, their stats so far this year. I mean, instantly, Riley. In addition, like Riley Morgan, he becomes your leading scorer already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Riley exactly. Morgan has more points than any any member of the Weyburn Red Wings. Yeah. So he that's a huge boost to your offense. And now it's kind of curious like is there going to be any other moves then for uh for the Wayburn Red Wings. But right. that's a great it's an outstanding trade for uh for Wayburn and um obviously Larange you get a, a a lot of assets coming back. Mm-hmm. And obviously Larange is in win now uh, win now mode. Yeah. For sure. So like they might be using those assets for other moves. They Who knows? could. And you know, my brain also, as soon as you know, I, I got over the fact that Weyburn added Riley Morgan, my mm-hmm. brain went to, okay, what's LaRange's angle on this? Because mm-hmm. uh, like you said, they are in win now mode. I don't think Coach Kaminsky is messing around. They have a bunch of 20 year old spots open now. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm looking at it, they only have, I think, four on their roster right now. So uh, not that they have to use or fill up those spots today, because like you said, this isn't the trade deadline. Correct. Um, but maybe they're, maybe they're, positioning themselves uh mm-hmm. for some stuff either later this month or into january uh so that's that's kind of where my brain went and um that just opened up a whole new world of curiosity for me uh really interesting and more really interesting i'll say this more transactions and more information is going to come out i think on past trades sure and uh on trades that have happened and mm-hmm. trades that are going to happen i know having a 
conversation with uh, Commissioner Kyle McIntyre this morning. Shout out to Commissioner Kyle. Hey, Kyle. Hope, hope you feel better. <laughs> um, there, There's going to be a lot of movement. There already has been some trades that just haven't been announced just yet. Ooh. That'll be up on the SJHL website. Um, so... You know, this is a very fluid situation, obviously, with uh, the December 1st cutdown deadline. Um, so the biggest thing I can recommend if when it comes to trades and everything like that is follow the league social. Uh, make sure you're following all the team socials and everything like that because the teams are going to be putting out these trades and everything because the cutdown de- deadline is um, 5 o'clock. Yep. So I guess my question to you when it comes to looking at the cutdown deadline Mm -hmm. and everything and not knowing obviously you know what's going to transpire when it comes to moves or anything like that who's a team that intrigues you Mm. when it comes to i guess you kind of already alluded to larange a little bit there but no but i'm glad you asked who kind of who you got your eyes on i guess for the next couple of hours and the rest of this day Uh, outside of larange uh kindersley um now we didn't talk about it but they did make another addition a few days earlier uh, in Danton Cox, mm-hmm. uh, getting added to their team. And over the season, Ken Plaquin's kind of been like adding here, adding there, adding here, sure. adding there, adding pieces from other teams. Um, they get, like I said earlier, Danton Cox, they got Wyatt Cook from, from Flynn Flon. We talked about that one as well a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, just the way that he's been tinkering slowly, but consistently, I, I'm really curious what he's got up his sleeve because I don't think that he's sitting around. Um, I think he's getting... He's getting his ducks in a row, right. and I think he's adding a piece here, filling out spots that are player with players that he thinks will make an impact. And I just really like kind of how he's been tinkering a little bit with his team uh, throughout the year uh, and not uh, sitting around and waiting. So that's that's a team that I'm keeping an eye on. Another one made a couple of little moves. Notre Dame. I'm curious what they're interested in doing because they they are in that playoff spot. I think like you mentioned earlier uh, in that last one. Um, in the eighth spot, three points up on Yorkton right now. And they made a couple of little tinkers today, or yesterday, I should say, um, adding Mateo Speranza from Weyburn. So that I'm th- pretty sure that was a corresponding move with the Riley Morgan deal. Um, so, you know, 18-year-old player there. But mm-hmm. uh, also, they moved out a guy to make it all work. So what's Notre Dame got up their sleeves as well? I'm curious. Those two teams to me, not that they're, like, splashy, but I'm just right. really keeping my eye on those two uh, to see what they what they have cooking. Yeah, like you mentioned, uh, Notre Dame currently sitting in the final playoff spot right now in the SJHL with a 10-11-2-1 record, good for 23 points. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, you mentioned with Kindersley, obviously they're coming off that week where they played five games in six days and they only got two points. And as a result, now they don't have any. We were talking about how many games in hand Kindersley had for the longest time. And now they don't. Yeah, it's... Now, now they don't. And, and they only got two out of a possible... 10 points during that stretch and as a result they're kind of behind the eight ball a little bit now mm-hmm. as we hit kind of the halfway point of the season they're 5 13 2 and 4 they've lost a, so many one goal games and games that they've led um and they only have 16 points to show for it and then now they're seven points back of a playoff spot with that being said they could turn it around because they got a big game on saturday at home against uh, the the Notre Dame Hounds, so they could get two points back yeah. if they can win that in regulation. But yeah, those are two interesting teams to keep an eye out for. I think, and I guess not a trade too, but they did add Logan Link later. I will say that just oh, that's not, not a, a trade, trade no, but that's a huge addition. Though. That's a big addition for them. So that's that's again makes me think like, what are they going to do here? Sure. Yeah. Um, 
it's interesting for sure. I think because we've talked about the parody in the SJHL this year, um, yeah, you're seeing, I mean, those lists of trades that I, I read off, you're seeing a lot of trades, obviously, out of province um, involving other teams because I think many teams in the SJHL this year think they, they can definitely win. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously the standings show it. Show yeah. that. I mean, there's no reason why a, a team you know, fight at the bottom of the standings fighting for one of the playoff spots can't, um, you know, do some damage potentially in the playoffs. So, yeah. I mean, we're only at the halfway point of the season, right? Definitely. We still got December, January, February, and half of March. Yeah. Uh, but obviously what teams do today and what teams do ahead of January 10th is going to um, make a difference. Um, I mean, you mentioned two teams that are kind of fighting for a playoff spot. I'll I'll go the opposite yeah, I was end. Yeah, say who's who's on your radar. Uh, I'll go the opposite end of it, and just when you look at those, when you look at those top top teams, top six. Yeah. Um, I, I'm curious what those teams will do. I mean, the big thing for me when you look at the best team in the SJHL and the best team in the country. Um, according to the top 20 CJHL rankings, the Balfour North Stars. Well, I think what's been so impressive about them, especially this year, is they've they've had this remarkable run to start the season and really no moves. Yeah. No moves. It's been the same team. And, and, it, was, and, and it begs sorry, the question, do you, you just you keep the ball rolling? Yeah. I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix you know. Yeah, they did make the one. No, never mind. <laughs> never mind. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Like I think it was. Uh, you guys talked about it. I think on SJHL Weekly, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that they haven't needed to. They've been mm-hmm. so consistent and so strong throughout their lineup. Uh, so yeah, very, very interesting little narrative there. I but like. Then, where you're but going then with you that. have four teams from two to five who are separated by three points. And we talk about how important it's going to be for those teams, and I'm and including Malfort too. Malfort's just three points, only three points back of Estevan. But uh, from two to six, those five teams uh, fighting for home ice advantage. So I'm curious what those those five teams will do. But yeah. um, again, I if you want to stay up to date when it comes to all the transactions and everything that's going to happen with uh, December first and the cut down, roster cut down deadline. Be sure to uh, stay tuned to sjhl.ca for all the latest uh, on the news. Uh, Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. That's where you're going to find the latest and greatest in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. Uh, We said we were going to spend a lot of time on on that topic. We definitely did. Uh, So before we wrap up for today, we got to look at the weekend. We got to look at the weekend. So let's look at Friday. We'll start with Friday. How about that? Uh, there are four games on Friday, busy mm-hmm. night. Um, I guess we can go through them all here. Flin Flon is in Melfer- Melville playing uh, the Millionaires. LaRange is in Weyburn. Uh, Notre Dame is going to be heading up to Battlefords and Yorkton taking on the Mustangs. Jeremy, what stands out for Friday night? Well, let's just get through all the... I think You want to go just, through all the games? Yeah, I think let's just get through all the games. All right. Saturday, uh, big, yeah. day, big day on Saturday. Uh, LaRange is visiting Estevan for that rematch, as we mm-hmm. talked about earlier. Humboldt's in Weyburn, taking on the Red Wings. Uh, the Flin Flon Bombers are taking on the Yorkton Terriers in Yorkton. Uh, Notre Dame's in Kindersley, and uh, Battleford's takes on Melfort. There's a big one there. 
Uh, and then Sunday, we got what? We got the one on Sunday. So Melville versus Nippowin in the cage. Uh, so, Jeremy, these next few days coming up here, 10 games. 10 games. Over a stretch of three days. Yeah, much busier than last weekend. Yeah, and hopefully they're all played. <laughs> Let's just say that as well. <laughs> Knock on wood. I knocked on the table. Hopefully that didn't cause <laughs> yeah. anything. For no, me. We're, we should be okay, I think. Um, so, yeah, give me your synopsis. Um, the Weyburn Red Wings are playing six. Uh, so, uh, Tuesday's game against Yorkton kicked off a six game, six game homestand, I think for the Weyburn Red Wings. It was supposed to be seven, but then the, the postponement uh, against the SFM Bruins from the previous week, uh, big weekend at home. You got a game against LaRange. You got a game against Humboldt. Um, you know, I, I'm going to guess this is just a guess. I don't know anything. I literally don't, um, you would think Riley Morgan makes his Wayburn Red Wings debut against his former team on Friday. You would think. You would think. They're, I mean, you remember, uh, the Ronge is here. I know. They're in this part I of the know. province. I so know. it wouldn't be that far for him to go. <laughs> so exactly. You, you so, hope, anyways. Yeah, gets a practice um, under him and gets in the lineup. So, but I think it's a big weekend for them, that, you know, trying to get back into the get, get a little closer to a potentially playoff spot. And if you can get points against, you know, two of the top teams in the league, um, you know, that's going to be extremely valuable for them uh battleford plays their first game friday night in 13 Ooh, days good to see you battlefords Welcome uh, back. well you know the <laughs> postponement last week didn't help no because they were supposed to be at home to larange for two games yeah. but um you know it, it that always that's always an interesting discussion about rest versus rust oh yeah every 13 time. days is a long time mm-hmm. especially when you were gearing up for something and didn't happen that yeah, hundred percent. Right? So yeah. I, I'll be curious. That's what those are the two things I'm kind of watching for on Friday. Uh, I think Saturday though the the big game that I'm watching is is Battleford and Melford. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was, lo- I was just is, looking. Melford is one. playing very well right now. Obviously, Battleford's been off to a great start this year. Uh, Melford is one of the few teams to hand Battleford somewhat of a loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, Melford beat the Stars in a shootout. Uh, at the Access Communication Center in Battleford. So that's going to be a very good game. Mm-hmm. That For me, that's my game of the weekend. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Um, but you, you look at, I, I think, again, it's we, we've said this numerous times, but I think any games involving those bottom six teams, I'm intrigued for. Um, just because... You're starting to see just a little bit, just a little bit of separation. Nippon and Notre Dame are playing some good hockey as of late. They're starting to earn some points, and those teams before it was there was it was separated by like one point, and now it's like three or four. So, are, can those teams that are currently out of a playoff spot keep pace and try to catch up? Right. And those points are going to be valuable. Yeah. Like Kindersley against Notre Dame on on Saturday is massive for the kids it is huge for the clippers yeah um you know i I look at i mean yorkton's got a tough weekend yorkton's got a very tough weekend they're playing melfort in melfort and then flin flon at home uh melville melville you're playing flin flon at home friday but then you're back at the cage Mm -hmm. and that's a huge one too. big matchup between those two teams again yeah um a lot of intrigue this weekend, I think. Yeah. I think I, a lot of intrigue this weekend. What about you? I think the only other one, well, not the only other one, but the, the one that I think makes a really strong push for that, you know, game of the weekend marquee that we always talk about. LaRange, 
the rematch in Estevan on yeah, on Saturday night. Um, again, they're going to be on their fourth game in the in those five days uh, after coming off of their game against Weyburn the night before. So, which 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 Laurent's team are we going to see? And I guess you know in that ilk, they've made some moves here. Um, we don't know what's going to happen the rest of today. Uh, that'll all come out. Again, make sure to take and take mm-hmm. keep your eye locked on Twitter and and on SJHL.ca. Um, so there might be some new faces in that lineup as well by Saturday. Who knows? Uh, but we'll see. Uh, I think that's a really interesting matchup again. I think, is it, uh, does Estevan, they play on, Mm-mm. no, that's their lone game of the weekend too. So it's a big one for them, uh, because you know, they only have one chance to get two points this weekend and that's a big one for them. You're probably going to see Cam Herdlicka back in net. Who knows who's going to see the, the ice, uh, for, the Ice Wolves, uh, in terms of their netminders, because they've been rotating really well, and that's one th- strength of theirs is that they are able to rotate really well with those goalies. So uh, I know Chirico got the last game against Estevan, uh, so maybe I don't know if they're going to ro- switch that up, but mm-hmm. we'll see. Uh, really big game though for you know to end a road trip for Larange or at least the the week for Larange and to have that one big game uh, in front of their home fans for Estevan. So I like that match. Yeah, and I think the other thing, too, which is interesting for Estevan, too, is obviously you mentioned they played the most games. Yep. They played the most games, um, and it's not close. Yeah. I mean, they played 29. The next closest is actually LaRange and Melville with 26. Mm-hmm. Um, so their schedule is going to slowly – it's not going to be as busy as some of these other teams. So making sure to take advantage when you get – yeah. you know, games and taking advantage of getting your points. Cam Herdlick has played as many games – as Larange. <laughs> there you go. Camer Licka has played as many games as the Larange Ice Wolves. Yeah. Uh, but that's the thing point. is Estevan's quiet, quietly won th- three in a row. They're seven and three in their last 10, but just making sure for them, taking advantage of uh, all their games because you have right. Melfort right on your heels, um, only three points back of the Estevan Bruins, but they got four games in hand. Mm-hmm. They got four games in hand. Um, they'll make up, they'll make up one of those games in hand this weekend but they'll still have a couple of games in hand. So you have to just keep taking advantage of the opportunities that you have because you have played the most games so far this year. You know, and maybe one other little thing to keep your eye on as well. I'm just looking at the, you know, as we look at the standings, we talk about LaRange and Esteban and Melfort. Humboldt, 4-5-1 in their last 10 games. Uh, They did win their last game, of course, Mm -hmm. as it shows on the standings here. Um, But... You know, are we going to start to see that Humboldt team from the beginning of the season come back and maybe start putting together some really solid stretches as well? Because they did; they were mm-hmm. they were top three in the country there at the mm-hmm. beginning of the season yeah. for good reason. Uh, so they, I know they had that kind of you know illness thing that they had to deal with there for a stretch and whatever else that they were dealing with there for a stretch. And uh, it hasn't been. I don't think that head coach Scott Barney is probably you know overly pleased with the last ten games, and I don't think anybody would be. But uh, they've got a couple games this weekend. So what are we going to see from Humboldt? Well, I, I Rory said it on SJHO Weekly, yeah, and I think it, I think it. Obviously, he's he's gonna hit the nail on the head with it because that's his team. He knows, yeah. He he works for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess they only have the one. They game, sorry, um, they're looking to establish consistency. I think that's the big yeah. thing. Um, they're looking to establish consistency. Um, you know, they had two wins against Notre Dame, but then they lost to Melfort and Flin Flon, and then a win against Yorkton last week at home um they're looking to establish consistency and that's the tricky thing too as you just mentioned they only got the one game this just week. the one game yeah well, i got said the one a couple, game this week too so another another essentially week without go and then playing a game but it'll start to get a little bit busier for them and i think um it's an important stretch i think for them before christmas um 
Rory mentioned it on Monday, but the fact that they have six games remaining before Christmas, and you have Weyburn, Notre Dame, Melville, LaRange, Kindersley, and Weyburn. So a team that you're fighting for in the standings in LaRange, but then the other teams are well well below you. Right. So you got to, again, it's taking advantage of the games that you have. Yeah. For them. So yeah. uh, that'll be, and of course, you know what? The other thing too is, what I'll be intrigued with that uh, Weyburn Humboldt matchup too, because uh, last time Humboldt was down there in Weyburn, of course they were fighting that illness, and they ended up losing to the Weyburn Red Wings five four. So I'm sure they'll want uh, a little bit of revenge on the Weyburn Red Wings. But mm-hmm. uh, be sure to stay up to date with everything in the SJHL uh, this week and for the rest of the season. By, of course, liking us on Facebook, following us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube page. That is where you are going to find uh, all the episodes of SJHL Insider and SJHL Weekly. Just not this week because we don't have a studio. (laughs) And we are recording this in a very small office. Um, But be sure to subscribe wherever you'll find your podcast. Whether that be Apple or Spotify, of course. Our audio podcast sponsor is SGI. Thank you so much, SGI, for your support. When it comes to sponsoring our audio podcast uh, this year. Uh, but we have so many great sponsors as well. Chevrolet, Capital Auto Mall, Cantera Seeds, RBC, Sastel, SGU, Direct West, Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association, Tourism Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan, and Young's Equipment. Thank you so much for your support because uh, these shows would not be possible without your great support. And before we go, Clark. Ooh. Before, before we, we go. Before we go. Okay. I've Usually the sponsors are the last thing I say before yeah. we go. Uh, but, this is, up. but this is what we call in the business a tease. Oh. We'll have a special announcement on Monday. Oh, boy. On SJHL Weekly with myself. Are people going to want to tune Jamie Bauer, Rory McGoran. Yep. Special announcement. Um, pretty big one. Are, are people going to want to tune in for this? People should probably tune in oh for boy. this. Uh, show's oh going to be at 1.30 on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube uh, on Monday. Big announcement. Big announcement. Um, it, it's pretty cool. Is it for any particular fan base, or is it kind of league-wide? Should every, that, no. I think everybody's going to show interest. Everyone's in going to love it. Ooh. Everyone's going to love it. Wow. Um, from the tippity-top to Saskatchewan to the bottom. I thought you were going to come up with some sort of like little word play. I was for the trying bottom to. There. Yeah. I was trying to. Bippity bottom or something. I, like uh, <laughs> I don't like I, it. I didn't Terrible. like that either. Uh, everyone's going to like this. Great. I can gar- I can pretty much guarantee it. So uh, be sure to tune in for that. Consider uh, myself teased, Jer. Well, that's good. <laughs> I'm teased. That, he's teased, but you know exactly what it is. Oh, I know. Yeah. I'm trying to play it off. I know. Like, I know. <laughs> You're trying to sell it. I like yeah, it. It's, it is good. Uh, but yes, be sure to tune in to SJHL Weekly. Uh, on Monday, 1.30, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Uh, it's an exciting announcement. And, of course, we'll also recap the whole week or the weekend in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. But thank you so much for joining us today on SJHL Insider. We hope to have our studio back next week uh, for the show so you can see our lovely faces. Pearly whites. If not, we will be in this small office once again recording. But as the kids say, Clark, TBD. Mm. TBD. Hashtag stay tuned. Hashtag <laughs> stayed 
tuned. But ten games tonight in the Saskatchewan, or not tonight. Oh, that'd this- be a big night. It would be a big night. Double headers. Uh, ten games this weekend in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. Going to be a great uh, weekend of hockey for Clark Monroe. My name's Jeremy Corrigan, and this has been another episode of SJHL Insider. And enjoy the games this weekend, everyone. 